everyone. Welcome back to Relax with Animal Facts. I am Steph Wolf, and today I am going to be learning with you about our furry, scaly, or possibly even slimy friends. In today's case, amazingly, this animal doesn't fit into any of the categories. It is neither uh, scaly, slimy, nor furry. It is more, I suppose you could say, uh, sticky would be a better word, because today we are covering the um, oh-so-wonderful stick bug. So this is a very, very special listener episode dedicated to Sophia. Sophia, you absolutely rock, and I hope you enjoy your episode of the show. If any of you want to have your podcast uh episode or your animal on the podcast, you can always send me an email at relaxwithanimalfacts at gmail.com or alternatively, if you'd like, you can go to Instagram and go to relaxwithanimalfacts and there you can find um, Steph Wolf. I just did the giveaway. Congratulations to the winner of the pet hoodie. I'm going to be doing more in the future, so make sure that you go ahead and follow that Instagram page. Also, if you're listening on Spotify, make sure to hit that follow button. If you're listening, wherever you're listening, subscribing, following, it does a a huge thing for the podcast. It allows um, the podcast to reach more listeners so we can keep growing our podcast family like we've been doing for the past few months, which has been absolutely amazing. So I'm so excited to get into today's episode. So without any more delay, let's get right into our show. So I got my facts from thoughtco.com and nationalgeographic.com. If you want to learn more about any of the animals, I always say where I got the facts from um, at the top of the show. So you can always go to those resources. I encourage you to do so and and keep learning. I, I love when uh, all you guys out there are super passionate about animals and want to learn more. And the best way is to, you know, keep researching. So let's get right into the show. Everybody, chillax, relax your muscles, and just allow yourself to be taken into this learning experience with me, Steph Wolf, into the forest today. So the stick bug. As its name suggests, the stick insect resembles the twigs amongst, uh, amongst which it lives, and it will provide it with that sort of natural and very efficient Um, if I can say so, camouflage, um, one of the most efficient camouflages on earth. Camouflage has, is, is something that animals use time and time again. Many animals such as the very well known, for example, chameleon, um, where they blend into their surroundings in this way that, that uh, makes it very hard for predators to see them. So, it is an adaptive trait, something brought on over, you know, uh, over, I suppose you could say, thousands of years of uh, natural evolution to get to this point where they can now really disguise themselves quite well. And I would say that the stick bug is very, very well hidden most of the time. Now, 
my personal experience with the stick bug. I have seen them before in real life and I could almost not tell the difference. It was simply um, amazing to look at, to see that, wow, this is an actual animal. This is a creature that, you know, has natural processes and walks around and all these sorts of things. And they are so cool and unique. I can almost not contain my excitement just thinking about uh, these guys here. These uh, leaf insect species, uh, there's around 3,000 of them, believe it or not. So there's a large sort of um, pool of species, and they belong to what is, here we go again with these names that are meant to mess Steph Wolf up, the Phasmatodia order, or for short, you can call them phasmids. Phasmids will work as well. So there are approximately 3,000 species of these stick insects, which is a lot, a lot of species. So these walking sticks, maybe you can call them, they will range in size from the tiny half-inch long uh, Tenema cristinae of the North America region to the formidable 13-inch long, here we go again with these names, you guys, Phoba eticus kirby of Borneo. So we can see that within this large range of 3,000 species, we have quite a large difference in physical characteristics, half an inch long to 13 inch long. So that is, that is uh, very, very cool to know. And the giant 13 inch long walking stick measures over 21 inches with its legs outstretched, which is wow. And it'll make it one of the world's longest insects, which these guys are seeming to get gold medals all across the board. Camouflage and longest insect. So we got to give good props to the stick insect. Um, and females are normally larger than males in the stick bug species, which from what we learned in past episodes is not all that common. The male is most oftentimes sort of larger than the female. We see this very, very commonly. Uh, but in many insect species, maybe I could say, there is this difference where the female will be larger than the male. And that is absolutely the case of the stick bug. Now, don't worry, just a little side note here. Don't worry about the names, Tymenid. Timema Christine or Phobaeticus Kirby. These are just scientific names that are used for classification for all those nerdy researchers out there. For us common listeners, we can just say stick bug. It's totally okay. We're here to relax anyway, right? So don't you worry about just those names or trying to remember them because I, for sure, the second I move on from this fact, won't be able to recall them. Now, phasmids, as we um, learned before, which is the short form of the order Phasmatodia, from which this insect species is derived from. So phasmids will mimic their surroundings in color with that camouflage sort of, uh, sort of deal. And normally it'll be green or brown, 
although some species are going to be very brilliantly colored, as it's written here in this article, and others are conspicuously striped. So some are striped, some are really different, uh, different colored, and that's what is going to happen when you have 3,000 different species of the same animal. You're going to have um, a, a good amount of variety and difference, which is fantastic in terms of a survival standpoint. Because when you don't have much difference, that is when, when one thing changes, if one variable in the environment changes, and that specific species isn't suited to it very well, this could mean the extinction of a species. So having this sort of um, distinction between species in the uh, in this animal can be very good for the general survivability of it as as a as an animal, which is very very cool. And many of the stick bugs are going to have wings as well, some spectacularly beautiful, while others will resemble little more than a stump. So some of them will have those full-grown wings that we think about, um, but the ones that I have seen in my time, um, I suppose in, well, saying in my time makes me sound really old, but when I have seen these these. Um, I don't even know if I can call them little guys because they can be 21 inches with their legs outstretched. Regardless, I have never seen one with wings before. So seeing a flying stick would, would probably freak me out just a little bit. And a number of species within the 3,000 species pool will have spines and tubercles on their body, which add also to this sort of um, to this sort of camouflage because sticks aren't completely straight with nothing coming out of them. There are oftentimes little prongs or, or things uh, like that. So it only adds to their camouflage experience. I'm going to take a quick drink of my tea here for any of you, those uh, that are listening that aren't in bed. Maybe you could take a drink here with me. I am drinking a fantastic uh, blueberry sort of tea here, blueberry superfood, um, one of those trendy teas. So just give me one second. So they are found predominantly in the tropics and subtropics, although several species live in temperate regions, and the stick bugs will thrive in forests and grasslands, which is where you can hear all this sort of noise of a regular uh, forest and, and or grassland. They will feed on leaves. I'm happy that they're not carnivores because a flying stick looking for meat would be frightening to me, if you could imagine that but they are mainly nocturnal creatures. Nocturnal, if we've, um, for those of you that are new listeners and old listeners, as a quick refresher, nocturnal just means they are primarily awake during the night. They're doing the night shift, as opposed to being awake during the day, a term researchers call diurnal. So they spend much of their day motionless, hidden under plants, such as myself. I am just kidding. Um, but that sounds like a pretty interesting existence to have most of the day spent motionless, which will add to their camouflage, okay? Because, you know, sticks don't generally move around and jump around and fly. So to add to their camouflage, to their arsenal of being able to keep uh, hidden, they will really be able to sit motionless. 
Not only is this a great adaptive trait for camouflage, but also because they reserve a lot of their energy being motionless, what this means is that they can eat um, a lot less food per day. They don't have to worry about really eating constantly, constantly, like many of the other animals that we have covered on this show. So nocturnal, motionless, and they love to hide under plants. So good for them. And many stick insects will feign death to thwart predators. Feign death, all that means is play dead. So for any of you that, uh, any of you that have pups out there that have trained them to play dead, this is what many stick insects will do, but you don't have to train them to do it. This is an instinctive reaction. So sometimes even the stick bugs will shed the occasional limb to escape an enemy's grasp. That means if a predator's holding onto my arm, you know what? You can have it. That's a good deal. Go ahead and take that. Leave the rest of me alone. And the others uh, will swipe at predators with their spine-covered legs, as we covered before that they have these spines and their tubercles. Um, while one North American species with the very, very tough name, again, don't worry about remembering these, but just for your entertainment, I'm going to say the scientific name of this North American stick bug species, the Anisomorpha buprestoides. That sounds quite silly, but it will emit a putrid smelling fluid so instead of swiping or instead of saying, hey, take my arm, this animal is going to instead rather emit this very, very gross sort of odor for them to um, smell and, 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 and maybe think twice about eating them because if maybe they taste as bad as they smell. So this is a, a common tactic among species as we know, such as the skunk or for other sort of um, smell-emitting um, prey or animals. So they have three different defense mechanisms depending on the species, which having that 3,000 species range gives um, gives this animal the ability, I suppose, to have all these different sorts of defense mechanisms. So many of them will, as we said before, play dead. Some will give an arm if they need to, or a leg. Um, and others will try to physically attack or swipe. Um, and one species will try to emit a very, very gross-smelling, yucky fluid. So that is a total of four. It will use a special muscle to break it off at a weak joint, say if an animal has grabbed onto one of its joints uh, or its its uh, appendages, it will use a special muscle and it will simply cut it off at the joint and shed the leg or arm in a defensive strategy. And this is known by the scientific community and the animal community as autotomy. Not autonomy, let's not get that confused, autotomy. So that is a defensive strategy in which you shed your limbs to get out of a certain situation. And juvenile stick insects regenerate the missing limb in the next time they molt. So regeneration is this incredible ability that I'm sure many of us humans wish we had, but we don't. 
But in the case of, um, I'm sure many of you are aware of some salamanders, or um, now we have learned that the stick bug, um, the juvenile ones at least, are able to regenerate. Um, And in some cases, adult stick insects can even force themselves to molt in order to regain a lost leg. Now, the word molt, you might be wondering, what does that mean? Well, molt is basically shedding old feathers, hair, skin, maybe an old shell to make way for new growth. So this is not at all something exclusive to the stick bug. Um, Snakes, for example, will molt their skin All it means is that they're shedding old and getting new. So that is amazing. And um, as we learned before, when they play dead, um, this is a very, very good tactic to use, um, specifically in certain species. But if you're wondering what that process is called, it is called thanatosis. Okay, so that is the behavior in which an animal plays dead, which makes sense because Thanatos is a god of death among um, among some mythology, which is really cool how they take stuff from Greek myth or Roman myth or w- whatever kind of mythology and sort of throw it into classifications. I think it's very cool. And as part of their camouflage, which it seems like they have a lot going on with the staying motionless, the color, the spines. In addition to this, though, they also have fake buds and leaf scars as well to make them look as convincing as possible. And stick insects are a nation of Amazonians, which are able to reproduce almost entirely without males. If we remember what this process is called, I believe we covered it on a previous episode, but it is by no means a very, very easy word to remember. Are you ready? It is parthenogenesis, okay? Genesis usually meaning new, um, and partheno, I suppose, would be the other side of that. So parthenogenesis is the ability for a species to reproduce almost entirely without male intervention, which is very, very cool. And unmated males will produce eggs that, when mature, will become female stick insects. And when a male does manage to mate with a, with a female, when he just gets lucky enough, there's only a 50-50 chance that the offspring of that union will be male, which is very, very cool. And a captive female stick insect can produce hundreds of all-female offspring without ever mating, which is wow. Just how these biological processes work simply blow my mind. The complexities of nature, the beauty of nature, how this all works is truly something to admire and something to really, um, I I suppose, um, just observe and, and look at and appreciate. And in fact, there are species of stick insects for which scientists have never even found one single male. So here, that is very cool um, that I don't know how many other species of which can survive simply without 
one of the genders um, and keep on successfully reproducing and reproducing. Not only that, but researchers have a tough time even finding um, members of the opposite sex in this species, which is just a very cool fact um, that I thought was, was, was good to share. And in 2008, a newly discovered stick insect species from Borneo broke the record for the longest insect, and that is the Chan's Megastick, which measures an incredible 22 inches with its leg extended with a body length of 14 inches. So this is fairly new in terms of discovery, I suppose. It is about 12 years old, but that is very, very amazing. And now the name, not the name of the stick buck, because I'm pretty sure by now many of us have learned, you know, why is it called a stick bug? It looks like a stick. It behaves like a stick. Um, and I'm, I'm now wondering if I should add into the show um, furry, scaly, sticky, slimy friends. I don't know how many other species are going to fit into this category. But regardless, the name for um, from where that name Phasmids is coming from is the Order of Phasmatodea. Now, Phasmatodea is Greek for apparition. Now, this is kind of interesting because apparition are sort of these ghost-like figures or things in, in mythology and different sorts of films as well. So that's interesting why um, they decided to put this animal in this order when it has, I suppose, nothing to do with apparitions in the traditional sense of the word. Now, that is the end of our stick bug episode. Next week, we are going to be learning about another animal that has an absolutely amazing ability to regenerate its limbs and body organs. So tune in next week because I'm so excited to get into that. Again, this episode was for Sophia. Keep on rocking on. Keep on being awesome. And for all of you that want to have your podcast uh, or your animal on the podcast, you can email me at relaxwithanimalfacts uh, at gmail.com or you can also go to relaxwithanimalfacts.com. All the information is there, the Instagram, ways you can contact the show. So thank you all so very much for tuning in. I will see you on the next podcast episode with the next animal. Take care.